One percenters, how are we doing? Hope you are having an amazing week. Thank you for taking the time to join me on the One Percent Podcast, where we pour into ourselves one percent so that we can pour into others and serve and have an amazing purpose in this life, which you all have inside you. You all have that absolute gift inside you. Don't hold yourself back. Don't be the one that defends yourself. Don't let good take away from your great. And we're going to hear that today in this episode with one of a guy who's becoming a very close friend of mine and I'm just it just inspired by every time that I listen to him and hear his story it's it's really powerful before I tell you who this is I got to tell you about the NBA golden ticket Willy Wonka style so here's what's going down if you purchase Pivot and Go my book my first book Pivot and Go a soft cover edition and you email your receipt to info at davidnurse.com. All this will be in the show links. You will be entered to win two tickets to the NBA Finals 2021 all-expense-paid trip, flight, five-star hotel, everything, the coolest experience ever. You will be entered to win by purchasing a soft-cover pivot-and-go book anywhere books are found. Email that receipt in. Okay, now to our guest we have on today, Jason Romano. Now, Jason, he spent 17 years as an Emmy Award-winning producer and senior manager at ESPN, created and produced content for shows like SportsCenter, Monday Night Football, Mike and Mike in the Morning, Sunday NFL Countdown, College Game Day, MLB's All-Star Games, and so much more. He was living what everybody said was your dream job. Like, this is it. This is what he always wanted to do. But yet... He didn't feel completely fulfilled like he was having a greater impact and a bigger purpose. He stepped away. He stepped away to have more of an impact launching Sports Spectrum podcast where he is showing how you can literally pivot your life to something even greater. Not letting the goods hold back from the greats, but having the purpose, the calling that he had to, to show people his his faith to show people his faith and he he brings on amazing athletes if you haven't checked it out check out the sports spectrum podcast amazing athletes coaches people who are just living for such a bigger purpose and helping others and he also has this great book that i just just finished reading the uniform of leadership what uniform are you wearing you have the choice when you wake up every morning to put on your uniform what are you wearing Jason just unpacks this and so much more in his crazy, cool pivot he made and how he made it. You will not be disappointed. You're going to take a lot of nuggets away from this. Please let me know your biggest, your biggest ahas, your biggest takeaways. And one percenters, buckle up because here we go. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt stuck in a situation that you just couldn't see out of? And you have these goals, you have dreams, you, you, you want to really achieve your success in life. Good news. My first book, Pivot and Go, is officially out. Sold out on Amazon day one. Don't worry, there's more in stock now. Trending towards becoming a New York Times bestseller. It's about pivoting your mindset, seeing things from a slightly different perspective that can literally open up your entire perspective on life and lead you to achieving your success. It's a 29-day blueprint, 28 to make a habit, 29 to make it a lifestyle, to have you living with a great life rhythm 
and just being able to pivot out of any situation and absolutely attack and achieve your dreams. Check it out. It's on Amazon. It's on my website, davidnurse.com. Anywhere books live, call your local bookstore. Check it out. Let me know. Post what you learn about the book or if you got the books and a picture, and I'll shout you out personally. Appreciate you, one percenters. Oh, yes. The feeling of a great night's sleep. Nothing is better when you wake up just fully recharged and ready to attack the day. And there is one main key that I use to optimize my sleep. Now, I work with a lot of NBA players, CEOs, high performers to optimize sleep. And this is the number one thing I always recommend to them. And that is the Chili Pad. Chili Technology Chili Pad or the Uller, another level up. Which, what this does is it, it... goes underneath your blanket when you sleep so you don't even really feel it and it cools your body temperature to the desired temperature you choose now optimal being 65 degrees i like to actually get really really cold at about 58 degrees and you just it, it gives you the regenerate regenerative restorative sleep higher rem better deep sleep better hrv it's just literally a game changer for the cost of like two cents or one cent a night. It costs way more to pump your air conditioning than it does to have a chili pad. And for you one percenters, we have a super special pricing deal for you. Check in the show notes. It'll show you exactly how much you can save on the chili pad and the Euler. And if you're serious about literally anything in life, sleep is necessary, not just necessary, but it is so, so needed. Check it out right now. Let me know what you think. I think, actually, I know it will Change the game for your sleep. Chili pad, Uller, get it. Jason Romano, welcome to the 1% Podcast. Great to have you on here. Really, really excited about this conversation. How are things going out there East Coast? David, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. You were on my show a little while ago, and uh, we had a great conversation about you and your new book. And so it's an honor to be back on on your show, on your podcast, and things are going well. It's actually nice weather in the Northeast here in Connecticut, and uh, and I know we don't get that too often, so I'm not complaining, but it's good to be here, buddy. Uh, yep, you get about one good month out there in the East Coast, and then, then you'll want to be out here in Marina Del Rey with me. What's- Absolutely. I'd jump on a plane right now if I could. <laughs> Come on out. <laughs> Man, let's kick this thing off with a bang. Tell us something that maybe nobody really knows about you, something that's not uh, everyday ESPN or everything that you're doing, Some, something, something a little bit different. Something that nobody knows about me. Nobody. I had to think about this. Uh, man, this is a hard oh, one because no. I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty public person facing person. Like I kind of put it out there, everything that I am and who I am. I'm not really too private of a person. My wife is completely different. She's <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum yeah. and would rather nobody even know her name. That's just how <laughs> she is. Um, I will say this. Okay. So as a kid, I've been deaf in my right ear and had no hearing in my right ear since birth, basically. Wow. And uh, it's ironic because I'm in broadcasting where you have to be a good listener and be able to hear. Uh, and certainly in sports, you have to be able to hear but I basically was diagnosed with 80 or 90% hearing loss at the age of two or three. And uh, I haven't, it hasn't come back yet. So <laughs> I've been living my life with no hearing in my right ear and kind of just adjusting. That's kind of how it is. And I've always lived with it. So that's something a lot of people, I haven't shared that really publicly. That's a lot of, something a lot of people don't know. 
Well, thanks for sharing that. That makes your story even cooler. Like that makes you even more of an overcomer of we'll get into you overcoming odds and taking risks and taking chances. But that's something like you think of broadcasting, like you have to have high level hearing and to be able to be where you're at without it. I mean, that's just more inspiration and motivation to everybody else. You should be pumping that out there. Well, even even to the point where I'm, I've been very careful. I mean, I've been in radio now and broadcasting for and television for 23 years, and especially in the audio side in radio. When I first got started, I worked in local radio and then to ESPN radio nationally. You know, you have to wear headphones to be able to hear the broadcast, even when you're producing. And I would always be careful not to turn it up too loud. I just heard stories about how if you listen to music too loud or listen to you know, audio too loud in your headphones, you could lose your hearing. And I thought, well, I only got one ear left uh, of hearing. And if I lose that one, I'm deaf. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be not be able to hear. And I certainly couldn't do a show like this with you. Um, so I've always been conscious of that. I tell you one thing, David, it's, it makes sleeping wonderful. And it's a go. great excuse yeah. with your wife. So I can sleep on my good ear and I can't hear anything. So I'm out. And then if she says, honey, wake up or whatever, and I don't wake up, I could just say, I, I couldn't hear you. Sorry, honey. I've used that a couple of times, unfortunately. Jason, that's, that's great. <laughs> I would actually like to take that skill from you right now as we just got a new puppy, like a week old puppy, and he's keeping us up crying through the night. So if you can send me that skill just for sleeping, I would greatly appreciate that. Well, let's, You got it. Consider it done. <laughs> hey, let's dive into, we talk a lot about mindset and, and pivoting in your life on the 1% podcast. And you've had, you have a great story, which I'm excited to dive into and talk about the biggest pivot that you had to make in your life and how you, how you got through that. The biggest pivot. So I'm not going to give you them all because there's been always, there's always <laughs> there's different pivots on, on our journey. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to give you a different pivot. A lot of people will think, oh, he's going to take the pivot of leaving ESPN uh, to go into what I'm doing now. And that was a giant pivot. It was probably the the biggest impactful pivot that would be heard and seen by other people. But I'll tell you a a pivot that took place when I was much younger. Um, In 1993, I'm dating myself and showing my age, uh, I got finished with my second year of college and I went to a community college for broadcasting. So I got to do a lot of things hands-on in broadcasting in 93 and got my associate's degree in broadcasting. I was 19 years old and I didn't have any mentors or or people to kind of show me what to do next. I knew I wanted to work in the business, but I didn't really know how to go about doing that. Uh, I didn't I didn't know anything in terms of life skills. You're 19. You don't really know what you're doing at 19. Uh, but I got my degree, and then I just thought, well, I'll just get a job. So I, I got a job at Toys R Us, and then I worked <laughs> at a hospital. My mom was a nurse, so I worked at Albany Medical Center in Albany, New York. And I did that for two years, and I did it full-time. I had benefits. I'm 20 years old, living in my own apartment with my best man at my wedding, Eddie Nieves, and him and I are living in this small two-bedroom apartment paying 250 bucks each a month and kind of growing up and living life at 20 years old. And I remember having this conversation with him in, in the apartment and both of us looked at each other at 20. We had just, just both done the same thing. We graduated with our associate's degree and we weren't doing what our degree entailed. We were just working a job and making money and liking that, you know, at 20 years old, any money that you make is a lot of money. Right. I think I was making $5 an hour. It's pretty crazy exactly. when you think about it. 
<laughs> but Eddie and I had this conversation and he, and he said to me, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And you don't always have that answer. But I remember saying to him, I don't want to work at a hospital for the rest of my life. I said, I want to be in broadcasting. I want to do, I want to be in radio. You know, I want to do the things that I dreamed about when I was in high school. And he said, yeah, I want to go into the, the business that I want to go into as well. And I was like, well, why are, why are we here right now? Why don't we just go back to school and get our degrees and, you know, start that next phase? And so we both did that. A year after we both worked full time at 20 years old, he went to his college in Vermont. I went to a, a school called New Paltz, and we both pivoted from just having a full-time job. You like that pivot word. And we, met, we went into beginning the stages of what would become our career. So I went to New Paltz, SUNY New Paltz, uh, about an hour south of Albany, an hour north of New York State, or New York City. I went for broadcasting. I got my degree. I had goals to, to do well in school. I did all that. But when I got out of New Paltz, now I had a four-year degree and a desire to do anything it took David, to work in the broadcasting business. Mm. And I always say to Eddie, we're still great friends today. I'm like, can you imagine in that conversation, if we didn't pivot and say, we're going to go back to school and we just stayed working. I think he was working at a bank. I was working uh, at a hospital and we were just kind of like, kind of do that for the rest of our lives. And we probably could have, but we wouldn't have chased after what we both really truly wanted to chase after. And I tell you, that moment, which I haven't even really told a lot of people about, is a very key moment in my journey in my life to ending up at a place like ESPN. Man, that's such a beautiful story. And that's a lot of people struggle with that, obviously, is they just they're complacent and they're just okay with where they're at because they're uncomfortable with having to make a change and take a leap and go after their dreams. But you guys literally had that moment like, what the heck are we doing? And we like we have those type of moments. And when you have those type of moments, what the heck are you doing? This isn't what you were called to do. This is what God has planned for you. That's when you got to take a leap. That's when you got to take a pivot. And this this led you to your dream job. I mean, you were working ESPN, the top of the top with with Mike and Mike. What everybody would say is like this this great mountaintop to be working for. But but yet again, as you were alluding to earlier, you pivoted away from this too take another step towards, yeah. towards you you continue to refine what your dreams your goals your mission was can you talk to talk to us about that piece yeah for sure i mean it's funny because that conversation that i had with ed i just shared with you took place probably in 1994 1995 and it wasn't until five years later that i ended up at espn so there was a process yeah. and a journey that i had to walk through just Love to get that. to espn but then 17 years later, after a very long and enjoyable career, I mean, it was, you talked about a dream job, David, it was. I mean, I loved my job at ESPN. I had a few different jobs, but ultimately I was, I was a producer for 17 years creating content for ESPN. I loved it. But about 15 years into the journey, which would, I guess, be about five years ago from when we record this, I started thinking about the stage of life that I was in. I was 40 years old, I kind of look at that as like halfway point, half time of life, right? Most people live to about 80, maybe you get to 90 and you live a little longer, but 40 to 42 is somewhere around the halfway point. And I was looking at about half time of my life, where are we kind of reevaluating, just doing a little bit of an assessment on life. What's the most important thing in my life? 
And what do I want to continue to try and pursue and do? And it just kept coming back to, I think it's time to, to step away from ESPN. And I, I wish I could tell you that, you know, I heard this audible voice from God <laughs> saying to me, you must leave ESPN right now. It's time to go. And I never heard an audible voice at all, but I just, I had this sense in my spirit that that pivot was coming and I didn't know how long it would take. I didn't know what that would look like, but somewhere around 2015 is when I first started having the idea to pivot away. And it took two years to leave leave ESPN, to go into sports ministry, which is what I'm doing now with Sports Spectrum and kind of intersecting my worlds of sports and faith together. And I love what I'm doing. And I'm so glad that God has called me to do what I'm doing. But that decision is not easy. I mean, anytime you take a leap of faith or take a pivot or step into a little bit of the uncomfortable unknown, it's, it's, it's extremely hard. And David, I'm sure you've been through this in your journey. I know you've had a lot of people on your show that have had that uncomfortable moment of taking a leap. And for me, it was very uncomfortable. But I can look back now, three years later, and say, God had his hand in it, and I could not be more uh, in tune with where I think God has called me to be than I am right now. Yes. Your story is so similar to mine, just in the difference of broadcasting to basketball. Like I thought I was meant to play basketball professionally, but it was actually for coaching. Then I was in the NBA coaching. I thought that was the dream job. And then I stepped away from that. It just keeps getting better. Cause it's like you said, the understanding that God has the greater plan. And whether we feel like it's an uncomfortable calling, we're always going to look back on it and be glad that we took that step. Nobody ever takes, rarely does every, anybody take a, a, a risk or a leap and they look back and are like, man, I'm, I just wish I didn't do that. Like, even if you do and you fail, that's, that's the way, as we know, is, is how you learn and grow. And, and I love how you talked about it took five years after you made that pivot decision like most people think okay i made my pivot all right i'm into it next thing's gonna happen no it takes time and then two years as well after you made your pivot from espn and and it i found it really really interesting when i heard that that somebody had told you hey jason be ready because when you make this change something greater is going to come that you don't even know and when you it, it, and I think you had, you'd said that you had expected that it's going to be like okay this guy's warning me not to not to take that can you talk more on that pivotal moment in your pivot yeah it was another conversation right they a lot of these moments stem back to different conversations that we had you know being 20 years old and having this conversation with my my childhood friend Eddie and then being 40 years old and a friend named Brad his name is Brad Lominick. I don't think he would mind if I said his full name. Uh, he's an author as well. And if you search his books on leadership, they're amazing. But Brad uh, was coming to ESPN or in the area, I should say, to, to speak at a conference. And I just invite him. I say, hey, on your way to your conference in New Hampshire, why don't you stop and hang out in Connecticut with us? And I'll give you a tour of ESPN. So he came and you know, we spent, I don't know, three hours or so walking him around, showing him the different studios and the offices and taking pictures on the set of NFL Live and just having a a good time, which I like to do. I love to give tours to people at ESPN and show them kind of the digs of what we have going on. And we sit down for lunch in the cafeteria and Brad uh, just says, tell me about 
you know, your job and how you are and what you're thinking about. And I don't know why I felt comfortable opening up to Brad. I'd known him, but I wouldn't call him a, my best friend or anything like that. But I just said to him, you know, being, I think, outside of ESPN, he might have been one of the only people I could talk to because you can't really talk about leaving a place like ESPN with somebody at ESPN. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. kind of worked out well uh, in those two worlds. But Brad, I just said to him, I said, am I crazy that I feel like in my spirit that I might need to walk away from all of this and go into sports ministry. Am I crazy? And he said, I have two things to tell you, Jason. Number one, you're not crazy. I think that's very normal for people, especially people who uh, have a deep rooted faith in the Lord. Like, like you do, like I do. Uh, He said, I don't think that's crazy. Cause I think God sometimes calls us away into crazy areas. And honestly, I think that's where God does his best work when he takes us into the uncomfortable. He says, but number two, if you leave ESPN and I'm going to repeat kind of what you just said, David, if you leave ESPN, be careful. And I thought, like you said, I thought he was saying, be careful because you might run into a wall or you might run off the cliff and then you're really screwed. And he goes, no, be careful because you have so much talent that if God calls you away, he's going to blow the doors wide open mm. on the opportunities that wow. you're going to have. Wow. And I didn't know what he meant, Brad, but Brad was right. And God has done so many things in my life post ESPN, things that I could never have imagined. Writing books, are you kidding me? I don't, wow, I don't consider myself an author. I have no interest in writing books, but we have two of them now. <laughs> so so that's clearly the case. Uh, hosting my own show, something I hadn't done since college, but something I desired to do when I was in high school, I'm now doing in my 40s. Um, opportunities to speak and share, go across the country and speak at conferences and churches and events and speak to athletic teams. and it, All of these things that I never dreamed about or even pursued, God has opened up the doors for me to have those chances since leaving ESPN. So Brad was right. It was scary. It was nerve-wracking. There's the unknown. But I'll tell you one more thing, David, uh, before I finish up this thought. I remember telling my wife, because she's thinking, what are you doing? Are you really thinking about leaving ESPN? And uh, you know, that's why we're in Connecticut. Why would you think about leaving? You love sports. You love your job. And I said, listen, I believe this is from God. Here's how, I'll, here's how we'll know. I said, if God is calling us away and I go and I go to this new job or leave and go to wherever I go to, and it falls completely apart quickly, that's a sign that it was Jason's idea, not God's. I said, but if it's from God, I said, like Brad said a couple years earlier, I said this to my wife, I said, the doors will open and we'll continue to walk through and he will take care of us. He will provide. And who knows the opportunities that might come from leaving. I said, but that's when you'll know it's from God and not from Jason. Because if it was from Jason, it would mess up really quickly. And three years later, we're still walking through this this door that continues to stay open. So I believe that was from God. That's one of the coolest mindsets and understandings to have because it is so freeing. And I'm over here smiling from ear to ear because literally our stories sound so similar. You're just a lot cooler and better looking. But other than that, <laughs> our stories are so similar. And it's it's exciting for me to see, like you talk about, like, hey, you left this dream job and man, now you're getting to speak. You're writing books. You're encouraging, motivating. Like, 
same thing for me. And it's just such a blessing to be able to serve and to give and to see others get encouraged. And that's what you do. Like you are, there's a few people in our lives that are like the ultimate encouragers. You're one of them. Our good mutual friend, John Gordon is another one of them. And it's just, it's a, it's a light to be around those type of people. And, and you've brought that to Sports Spectrum, which, I, which I, I've been eating these episodes up because it's a different way to look at athletes. Most people look at athletes as these superheroes or just what they're yeah. producing on court. But, but you really dive in deep, like who they are and their faith stories. And what if, what if you really, I mean, obviously this is, this is so powerful to be able to share other people's stories of their faith in Christ, but, but what have you have gotten out of sports spectrum and, and just this just great platform you've been given? All right. Got to tell you about this game changer. I use it all the time for Sigmatic. Now, Four Sigmatic is a hundred of the most nutrient-dense packed superfoods all combined together in, in mushrooms, nutritional mushrooms packed, just packed with abilities to boost immune system, boosting longevity, improving digestion, achieving weight loss, even cancer-fighting properties. They are one of the healthiest things that you can put into your body to optimize your body, whether it's lion's mane, whether it's chaga, whether it's their cacao hot chocolate and their coffee, their organic coffee. It's just all so good. And for you listeners, 1% or listeners, special discount deal for you guys. Check in the show notes. It'll be right there. See how much you can save on Four Sigmatic and optimize your mind, your body, your sleep, and just make it taste really, really good. Yeah, I, so much. You know, um, I think the opportunity to ask questions that others might not ask, specifically places like where I used to work. And it's not that ESPN would never have these deep conversations. They would. I mean, they used to have a thing called the Sunday Conversation, which would air every Sunday night on the 11 o'clock Sports Center with Dan Patrick and Keith Doberman. And that was like must-see TV. But most of those conversations were centered around what they did, as in their job as athletes, coaches, whatever. What we want to do is bring Jesus into the conversation and ask them about their faith, but also ask them about what's most important in their life. And usually, the number one thing that these athletes that we have on and different people that we talk to, their faith is the number one thing on their journey. And very rarely do they ever get asked that. And for obvious reason, you know, ESPN is not a faith-based company, so they're not interested in people's faith stories. Mm-hmm. Now, that might come up in conversation, but that's not what they're about. They're about reaching the sports fan and covering sports. So this is not a knock on my old employer. I love ESPN, but that's not what they were about. So Sports Spectrum has allowed me to take that passion of sports, intersect it with faith and life and really get into some deep meaning conversations about the most important thing in these people's lives that they never get to talk about, which is their faith. It's such a cool space to have for them to be able to do that. And just the impact that it has on so many people, because we, I mean, everybody looks up to these guys and then to see that, Hey, this guy, man, he, he puts Jesus first in his life. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, you're living out the ministry that, that you were literally called to do. So it's, it's awesome to see that man. And, and I gotta, I, I gotta talk about. I, I really thought your your title of your book and the the premise of the book, uniform of leadership, is really cool. Like really cool on how we're all wearing 
a uniform. It's just what uniform are you wearing daily? And I, I love that. I talk about something like it's, it's vote for yourself and what, who are you voting to be that day? So can you, do you talk about uniform of leadership and just what the premise of it is and, and how we can all really understand how to wear our uniforms daily? Yeah. So the idea, um, initially the idea of writing a book about leadership wasn't really in my, my thoughts. I thought my thinking was after I wrote my first book and that's a very personal book on forgiveness. So it's not really related to anything in terms of my sports journey or ESPN, but I thought if I'm ever going to write a book, the most common question I get is what was it like to work at ESPN? And so I thought, well, that's easy. I can write that book, just tell the stories of the different people that I've interacted with, you know, celebrities, athletes, all of these people, and bam, you got a book. But the more I thought about it, before we even pursued writing it, I thought, I don't want to just write a book to entertain anyone. That's fine uh, if people want to do that. My hope and my goal is always to encourage people and to have whatever they read or consume from me or anything that I'm a part of to be able to apply that into their own lives. And that's when we came up with the idea of a leadership book. What are the leadership lessons that I learned from these different people in the world of sports at ESPN, biblical leadership lessons, as far as I'm concerned, that I can then share with others and maybe they can implement that into their own lives. But the idea of the actually the title of the book and the uniform of leadership didn't come until after we wrote the first draft of the book. David. And we, wow. we submitted the first manuscript and we had this title. I think it was called Tales from the ESPN Car Wash was the title, which is kind of a cool. catchy title. Yeah. Yeah. But the more we, we worked through it, and I give the publisher all the credit on this, Kriegel, they came back to me and said, listen, we, we like this idea of the uniform and wearing the uniform of leadership and putting on the uniform daily. What do you think of that? And I said, well, I don't know what that means, but if that's what you guys like, we'll figure out a way to, to see what this is. And so they really liked the title, The Uniform of Leadership, and then we recrafted the book. Probably 70% of the book was written on the second, third, and fourth manuscripts around the idea of wearing the uniform of leadership. Simply put, David, every single day we wake up, we have to make a choice. How are we going to live our lives? What uniform are we going to put on each day? Are we going to put the uniform of Jason on first, or am I going to put the uniform of God and others first? And if you watch any kind of sporting event, whether it's basketball or baseball, and you see the uniform, they usually have the name of the team on the front and the name of the player on the back. When we wear the uniform of leadership backwards, we put the name of the player or the name of ourselves on the front, and we put the team on the back, which means we're playing for ourselves first and then others second. And I've always seen when people do that, it's just you become selfish and the team falters. The culture is just really poisoning when people just decide to play for themselves. But when you wear the uniform of leadership properly, when you play for God first and then you wear the uniform of the name of the team on the front second and you're playing for others second and you make others a priority, serving others, you know, John, John Gordon writes a ton about serving others and the importance of positive leadership by making others a priority. That's wearing the uniform of leadership properly. And I got to tell you, that stems from a Bible verse and really the life of Jesus, whether you believe in him and who he says he is or not, 
his model was to serve. He said in Matthew 20, 28, that I came not to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. So Jesus, that's his word saying, I came to serve. And so I look at the model of him, certainly as a Christian, that's who I want to model and say, that's wearing the uniform of leadership properly by serving others, by loving God, loving others, and then ourselves third. It's sort of the I am third model that I look at. Being third is okay. It doesn't mean we're not in the equation here. It just means the order needs to be important and in, in, in its proper place. Man, that's I, I love that. One of my favorite Bible verses. And even like even we're saying, like, even if you don't believe in Jesus as being the Savior, he's he's one of the best leaders of all time. And if he's saying it's all about Absolutely. serving for leadership, if you're looking to know how to, to lead, serve. I do a thing where I, I look at my hands every room that I enter and I say the word serve. So it puts me in that frame of mind that I'm going to serve nice. everywhere I walk into. I need to get my old high school or college jersey and put it by my bed and just think every morning I wake up, what uniform am I wearing? That's cool, man. It's a really, really cool mindset. I wish I would have thought of it, but kudos yeah, to you I, and the again, publishers. Kudos to Kriegel. I give my, <laughs> my publisher credit because they came back with this idea. And I said, my co-author, uh, Steve and I, when we were collaborating and working through the book, I'm like, I really like the idea of what is it like to put the uniform on? And so even throughout the book, we decided to put questions at the end of each book, at the end of each chapter, I should say, to get people thinking about wearing the uniform properly, as opposed to, again, just telling stories. We want people to be able to, be able to apply that into their lives. And another thing, David, listen, we're all leaders. Even if you don't have the title status of a leader, if you're living, if you're alive and you're breathing and you have people that you can influence, you are a leader. You can serve them and influence them right where you're at. And that's what this book was written for, not just for the team and the coaches and the athlete and even people in the, in the church space. No, this was written for everyone because we're all influential on someone in our lives. And we either can be a positive influence, wear the uniform properly, or a negative influence and wear the uniform backwards. And it's our choice every single day. But we're all leaders. Man. Oh, I love it. I'm juiced up over here. I could talk to you all day about these <laughs> mindsets and leadership mantras. But we're going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat. So this means anything that comes to your mind, short answer, quick, whatever it might be, go with it. Also, I was just thinking, hey, that car wash book, like that'd be a cool book. That can be your next book. See, you got another one already in the, already in the works. Tales from the ESPN Car Wash. There you go. I would read that for sure. All right. Rapid fire hot seat, Jason. Here we go. What is your favorite mindset quote that you live by? Maybe something that's on your fridge or on your bathroom mirror, a mindset quote. So I got, I'm going to quickly give you two. The first one goes all the way back to high school. When I was 17, you have those quotes that you can put in your yearbook. And I grabbed, I wasn't a Christian or a, a spiritual person at that time, but there's a great quote from the movie Days of Thunder, Tom Cruise, racing movie back in like 1990. And somehow, someway, that quote meant so much to me, and I still remember it. It was, you cannot control something that's uncontrollable. So simple. Good. In many cases, so obvious. And I didn't know what that really meant when I was 17. But now at 40-something years old, 45, I can sit there and say, that's life. Control what you can control and don't worry about the things that you can't control, especially in 2020 when there's so much that we cannot control. For sure. 
Control what you can control. And I think that's been a mindset of mine for many, many years. The other one is a Bible verse, which is just seeking first the kingdom of God and letting everything else kind of flow from that. That's been a mantra of mine for years now, for a good decade or so, to just always seek him first in all that I do. But the controlling what you can control one goes all the way back to high school, and it still sticks with me today. So good. I love it. Tom Cruise didn't even know. he was. He's putting this... This Christ-like Who mantra knew, right? out there in the world—that's amazing. <laughs> hey, so you're a—you're what we'd call a high performer, a one percenter, pouring into yourself so you can pour into others. How do you continue to sharpen yourself? How do you continue to learn? Like this is a selfish question that I ask everybody because I want to keep learning from the best, and that's definitely you. The best ways for me, first of all, I. I am an avid consumer of podcasting and I know yeah. we're taping a podcast, so it's like a free plug for the podcast world, but I really do love podcasting. I love listening to podcasts. I love the on-demand, listen to them at a certain speed. You can kind of breeze through and still get a lot in listening to them. And I was a consumer before I ever was a podcast host or a producer. So I do listen to a lot of podcasts and I try not to just listen to the same kind of podcasts, meaning... Mm. As a Christian, it's easy for me just to listen to Christian podcasts, and I do listen to some of those. But I also listen to a lot of sports podcasts. I listen to a lot of just kind of deep conversation podcasts, ones that I can try to get better as a leader, better as a interviewer, as a host on my show. Um, and I learn a lot from different people who do shows uh, that are different than mine, that have different perspectives, different backgrounds. So that's one way. And I definitely, you know, the the actual real conversations that I need to have with people, you know, it's easy to sit behind a computer or even your phone and just text. And that's fine. I think texting is important, but getting on the phone, having real conversations with people. And that's honestly stems back to what I did when I left ESPN right before I just started building relationships with people. But I mean, having these conversations that can get a little uncomfortable, you know, I don't know if you know, Emmanuel Acho, uh, the former NFL player, but he's done this amazing thing and having uncomfortable conversations on race with a black man that he's put out. And they're tremendous. Wow. And a lot of them, I'm not sure if I either agree or understand, but I'm learning and I'm listening. And it doesn't mean I'm going to change every single thing about me, but man, if we're going to evolve and grow as people, I need to listen, learn, and even in some cases lament hmm. when my friends or even other people who I don't know are going through things that I can't quite understand. And so that's kind of how I've been, I guess, I guess self-helping and, and self-caring for me is by learning and listening to others. Hey, listen, learn, lament. You should trademark that. We put that up on <laughs> billboards. L. That's really good, man. That's really good. Self, self-learning, self-coaching and teaching. Love it. What is coming yeah. next for you? You've made, you made so many life pivots that it just keeps getting better, keeps getting better. Is there any crazy, big, out-of-this-world dream goal that you have? Maybe it's for Sports Spectrum to keep growing. Maybe it's another book. What's what's next? That you think? Uh, what's next? You know, it's like I don't know is not an acceptable answer because <laughs> we all have dreams. As much as I want to say I don't know, David, but <laughs> yeah. I do know this. I I want to grow Sports Spectrum. Yeah. If if God wills it to a place that does things that you would never think Sports Spectrum would do, and. You know, I'm dreaming, I see 30 for 30s on ESPN and I'm thinking, can you imagine a 30 for 30 series 
through sports spectrum that follows or tells the stories, these amazingly unique stories in the way 30 for 30 does them as a documentary and tell those stories the way we tell them maybe on the podcast or through our magazine. So I'm thinking about that. I'm also thinking about like, what would a documentary series look like following an athlete who loves the Lord for six months and just giving the, an inside look into the true life of what these athletes are like, those who follow the Lord. Again, you get this kind of same content other places, but you don't get the faith component with that. So I'm dreaming about things like that. You know, we're very small. You know, I don't have a producer right now for my show. I'm the producer. Uh, I'm also the editor and the booker and the director and the social media director and the host. We're a very small shop, David. So I'm dreaming someday to be a place where we have more resources. You know, we have uh, three, four deep in the different departments that we have and just allowing God to, to glorify himself through work like this. Now, if he just says, no, stay small, keep doing what you're doing. I'm fine with that. I'm not going to argue with God, but if I really believe the opportunities to grow and to expand and to, to dream, like you said, can really happen. Um, I think we just have to let the Lord lead in the way that he's leading, you know, and think about, okay, who is the, who are the athletes? Who are the coaches? Who are the people that would want something like this? And then finding the right people to partner with to make it happen. Because I, I believe that the best way to do work is through partnership, through mm-hmm. collaboration, yep. because we can't all figure this out and do this all on our own. And so I don't know if that's dreamy enough for you, but that's that's definitely no. a dream. You, a you, dream of mine, you got me really excited because I've got some people that I need to put you in touch with that this 30 for 30 thing. I've thought that would be an amazing idea to do. So I'm going to I'm going to push yeah. you to making that happen. Man, how, all right. how, how can we it. all follow you? Everything that you're doing, how can we follow? I'm listening to Sports Spectrum, which is a very, very good podcast. Like I'm not just saying that because you're on here, but I've been listening to a ton of episodes with my friends and people that I don't know learning more about them. How, how can we all follow everything that you're doing? Yeah, so social media is definitely the, the best place because I'm usually active on Twitter and Instagram, so you can find me there. Uh, my DMs are open, so if you want to reach out and oh, say yeah. hello, that would be great, um, and just check out what we're doing there. Sportspectrum.com is the website for for what we do with Sports Spectrum, so that's a great home base, maybe a bookmark to to put on your, you know, on your computer uh, to visit. We do two to three stories every single day that are articles on sports and faith. And then there's a daily devotional in the morning uh, to really start your day right. It takes like two minutes to read, not even maybe a little less than that. And then every podcast is on there. We have three years and 500 plus podcasts that we've done, David. So there's a huge archive of content that you can go back and listen to. Uh, And again, the podcast, just like this one, I'm sure with you, is available everywhere. Podcasts are found on Apple and Spotify. Just search Sports Spectrum and you'll be able to subscribe there. And then um, lastly, my books are just available wherever books are sold. So you can get that on my website, jasonromano.com or Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of those places. Love it. And we will link to all of those in the show notes for sure. And the final question I have for you that we ask everybody on the 1% podcast before we drop the mic and walk off, Jason Romano, what does being a one percenter mean to you? Being a one percenter to me is not being comfortable or complacent and, and, and not being comfortable and not being compl- and complacent in where you are. And what I mean by that is 
tomorrow, let's do a little something different, even if it's just 1% different than today. And I don't know what that is. Uh, it could be a, spending a little bit more time in your, in your Bible, you know, for me as a, as a man of faith, right? It could be spending a little bit more time in prayer on my walk in the morning instead of just listening to whatever I listen to. Whatever that is, it could be asking a question that I've always wanted to ask, but was afraid to ask maybe in an interview that I'm hosting, whatever it is, it's just trying to, I remember Bob Goff. I don't know if you know who Bob Goff is, the author. He's an amazing man. And I got to speak at a conference with him. He's wrote an incredible book called Love Does. Bob calls it the quarter turn. So I love it. It's basically the same thing as a 1%, the quarter turn, just a little bit, that pivot Right. Yep. If we want to go back to the book terms, yep. the pivot in our lives, what does that look like each day? Just the quarter turn, not the whole 180 or not the whole dial, just a little bit. To me, when I think about a quarter turn on our journey, I think about 1%. It's just getting a little bit better each day. I love it, man. You incorporated 1% and pivot together. Beautiful. Jason Romano, you are an absolute legend. Thank you for gracing <laughs> us with your presence on this podcast and everything that you're doing for just, just everybody throughout the world. I mean, literally, like you are a light of Christ to be able to share through sports, and it's just so beautiful to see, man. So thank you so much for your time. David, you're welcome, brother. And again, people need to go get yes. Uniform of Leadership yes. and Pivot and Go, yeah. baby. <laughs> David Nurse's new book. Go get them, baby. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for having me, buddy. You're the best. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of the 1% Podcast. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to the 1% Podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, from high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. And if you could, I will shout you out, personally thank you, leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it, one star, of course, if you hate it, and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions, suggestions that you might have. Post on social media and tag me at David Nurse NBA, and I will repost the reviews the podcast gets. I'll shout you out personally for sure. Thank you so much for being the best community, the best family, the best 1% squad. So blessed for all of you out there. Now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement into someone. You can and you will make a difference. 